Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to You, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Luna. Hello, everyone. And that's it again. <laughs> Once again, it is another Dos Compadres episode. I figured we would have our special guest, but he decided to sleep in. But <laughs> that's fine. It's okay, there's always next week. There's always next week. But yeah, let's start with how have you been, Luna? Busy. Uh, all I've been is busy. I feel like I haven't been home at all this week. So I really don't know what to think on that matter right now. I'm just glad to be at home tonight in pajamas and under blankets because it's cold here and rainy and disgusting. And it's always nice to record. So always a good part of the my Fridays. Or Saturdays, or whatever day we end up recording on. <laughs> I do have to ask, how's the temperature? So, it was really, really nice on Tuesday, the day before Halloween, and it was pretty nice that afternoon on Halloween. It was like in the seven. it was around 70. Mm. Then it dropped that night with rain, and it dropped to probably the 50s, and right now it's probably in the 40s to 50s, and you can tell it's been dropping so, and it just is disgusting out. It's been raining on and off all day, been very dreary. I do like October fall dreary weather, though. I'm a little sucker for it, but I just don't like when the temperature goes from, like, 70 to 50 or 40. Because my tires aren't liking it right now. Oh, I see. They don't know whether to have the light on and to refill or not, so I've been leaving it alone. <laughs> But, yeah, it, it's, we'll see. I'm hoping it just stays cold so I get used to it. Yeah. So, or, you know, I don't mind cold as long as I'm used to it. Today, I, this morning, I actually had my gloves on, which is rare for me. I mean, well, I mean, I haven't had them on this year yet, so this is my first time really wearing my gloves. Besides the That's cool, though. Uh, I mean, like, we wouldn't really wear gloves while driving unless we're, like, in a motorcycle or something like that, so. Oh, it's cold. My car heats up really fast, though, which is the good thing. So, my car heated up about five minutes into my commute to work. My car was nice and toasty, so I didn't have to worry too much. How's the temperature where you're at? It is a brisk 81 degrees. Lucky you. <laughs> Lucky you. It, it doesn't get that much colder. I mean, probably... The colder it gets, it's probably around 70. Let's see here. Well, it's a flip the coin. You don't know what weather you're going to get. One day it could be 90, the next day it could be snowing. So. That's one thing that I'm like, uh, I'm kind of happy that I live where I'm at. Because <laughs> we'll just have one stagnant weather. I'd rather have that than it change because a lot of people at work are starting to get sick. I'm over here like, don't get me sick. I got my hand sanitizer. <laughs> So, I always keep a thing of hand sanitizer, and I have antibacterial wipes in my desk. Ah, uh, I see, I see. I'm prepared. Can't afford to get sick. <laughs> I got too much work to do. <laughs> but yeah, with that, let's continue on to what we've been listening to. Let's start with you, Luna. Um, I haven't listened to too, too much this week. I was listening to Ayumi Hamazaki, because y'all know I love my IU. <laughs> And I was listening to Juju, because I also really like Juju. 
And one of my new addictions is Tommy Heavenly Six. Ooh, that's a name I haven't heard in so a while, I, actually. Yep. I actually haven't listened to her music in a while. And earlier this year, I bought her first album, Tommy Heavenly Six. And then I, after that, I bought... It was her newest al. It was her well. It's not even her newest album because it came in like came out in like 2013. It was um, the Heavenly Ice Cream, and I love it because it has a Halloween theme feel in some of the songs. And I forgot how much I loved her music. And as I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh my god! Now I need to go back and buy all her Tommy Heavenly. And all her tummy February, because I loved her personalities, and I also love the brilliant green. So, I I might be on a Tommy Heavenly streak now, because that's been the last three three days in my car. She's been on repeat. Isn't the top uh, the Tommy Heavenly stuff? If if I'm not mistaken, isn't that her gothic Lolita style that she decides to do? Yep, that's more of the yeah the gothic rock punk type of style, while her February is more of a 80s pop style. Mm. And then she also has the Brilliant Green, which was, you know, her more rock person, you know, rock band she was in. But I love both of her styles. I love her voice, but I really have been into the Tommy Heavenly stuff lately. So I, I highly recommend checking her out. Um, she's an artist who I listened to early on. So... You know, getting her stuff again, I'm like, man, I really, really miss this. And I, I've been slowly picking up some of her releases. And I'm glad to have them in my collection. But I'm also a little sad that I missed out on some of the really cool limited editions that came out a couple that came out years ago. So I've been trying to acquire them off Yahoo Auctions Japan. <laughs> I mean, they're a reasonable price. Shipping's not reasonable. But they're reasonable in general to bid on, so we'll see how that goes. I haven't bid on anything yet. I've just been watching them, and I think that's really all that I'm trying to... I, I just have a little thing of CDs I bring with me wherever I go, so I don't even remember what I all listened to in my hour drive up to... up to... let's just say I drove a lot this past weekend, and I drove... an hour and a half into another state on Sunday. So I don't even remember what I listened to the car. I just wanted to get get to where I was going <laughs> and not get a ticket. So let's just say I, I'm a speed queen, so I don't know. I have to make sure there are no cops around. I don't want that ticket. <laughs> no, I don't need another ticket because then I got to say, hey, I got another one. I'm sorry. You want to fix that for me? So... But that's pretty much what I've been listening to. Unless I, I'll probably think of it in the middle of the podcast and say, "Oh, that's who I was listening to." Now I remember. <laughs> yeah. But what have you been listening to, Ken? Uh, just a random assortment of things. I picked up the brand new Odyssey single, which we'll talk more about later on, mostly because uh, Oricon stuff has been fairly stagnant. I also picked up Yunazu Kenshi's new single, the Flamingo song, because it came out on Halloween. Ooh. And I, I've been liking that it. That was really good. Yeah, so it's it's trending to be number one as of right now, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if it if it takes. Yeah, this, this week is very interesting, though, because 
I got on a huge AKB48 kick. Not just their newer stuff, more so their classic stuff. Because I popped in the 1860 meter uh, tour DVD, the Tokyo Dome um, Blu-ray that they had. Mm -hmm. And that is Maida Atsuko's last performance as, well, not last, but her last major performance as an AKB member. Their classic songs are so good, and I miss their, that older style that they had compared to this newer style. I mean, no knock against, like, Teacher Teacher and stuff like that, but it's just, it doesn't feel like classic AKB or what Idol used to mean. And, you know, I go on about the whole generic Idol stuff, but AKB is that. AKB and Morning Musume and we'll get to Morning Musume because their latest song I mean it's it's a good song but we'll, we'll talk more about it when we get there and besides that I did take another listen of the Boku Date Nai Chao Yo the NMB song because that's a really good song actually I really did like it besides that just stuff on the Oricon let's continue on to some news first is <laughs> Perfume tickets. So if you guys don't know about this, the Technopop Trio Perfume is actually doing a U.S. and Europe tour. The U.S. tour dates have been finally announced, and I believe they're in April, beginning of April. I'm super excited because I can actually go to a concert that's it's not close to where I live, but it's drivable. It's within five to six hours drive for me, and I'm definitely going to go. I'm not missing this. I just got to look at hotels because I'm not driving back after I go. And they'll make stateside end of March, so March 30th, at New York City's famous Hammerstein Ballroom, which when I hear that, I just think of ECW. Then they'll be heading to Toronto, Ontario, Canada, on April 2nd, then be heading down to Chicago April 5th, Dallas, April 7th, Seattle, April 10th, San Jose, April 17th, and Los Angeles on April 19th. I'm trying to see if I can go to the LA one, mostly because I'll have a lot more free days or vacation time. And I only need like maybe two days, if that, to go to this concert. I'm thinking about just taking off for a day since I'm probably going to go to the Chicago one. And I just need to take off on Friday so I can drive up there. But I'm off Saturday and Sunday, so I might just take a vacation day on that Friday. So yeah, hopefully we'll be able to go, and hopefully you guys are, will enjoy that concert. The tickets are just now available on Ticketmaster, so go ahead and try and go buy them if you are able to at this time. I might try to get my ticket now just in case. I don't think it'll sell out, but I know a lot of the K-pop stuff that hit Chicago sold out day one. Oh, really? Yes, all the K-pop BTS sold out in five minutes. So did B. So did BAP when they came to Chicago. They were gone in five minutes. Well, from what I've heard from people trying to get tickets, so I'm hoping Perfume doesn't sell out that fast, especially it being that far off. Oh yeah. I just want to make sure if I buy my ticket, I can actually go. So I don't think vacation will be a problem, but I'm planning on Japan next year. So I got to make sure all my dates are right. Yeah, hopefully, because we'll have to go see our affiliate pretty soon. <laughs> yes, I want to see our affiliate. I want to make a visit over there. I just got to work out some dates and before I do that. Because let's just say a plane ticket to that is going to cost me a good chunk. Mm, yeah. 
I mean, I'm excited. I'm all I'm all for it though. I I really want to hit up over there and you know have some fun. <laughs> but yeah, besides that, also speaking of anniversary, Scandal just celebrated their tenth anniversary this past month. Oh wow! So they are deciding to do another concert tour because of that, which is surprising, you know, because they just finished their world tour for. Believe it was Honey, right? That was the song mm-hmm. that yep. that just got, the album that just got released, and they haven't released any new songs after that. So I wonder if they're just be they'll be doing a reminiscent tour, so to speak. Yeah, like a tenth anniversary tour, just to give their fans something nice. Mm. There's a lot of anniversaries being celebrated this year and next year. Yeah, there's there's Scandal, there's Ayu, there's Arashi. Arashi is also be doing that too. Otsuka Ai. Otsuka Ai. Xi'an 20th also? I think, ooh, that's a good question. She's either 15th or 20th. Kasakurambo came out in... I, wanted, I thought that was 02 or 03, but I could be wrong. I can't fully remember. It's been, it's. I, I've been considering buying Otsuka's uh, best album on CD oh, Japan as it's up for pre-order, but I'm still going heads and tails because I have all the old stuff of her I like, and I have her I Am Best, and and I have I have Love Is Best. I have so many of her, so much of her stuff already. Um, a lot like Arashi, Ayu, you know, all of them have been around for so long and are. So seeing them, you know, all have their their anniversaries, it kind of makes me feel a little old in the way, too. Because I'm just like, wow, has it really been that long? 2018, she's celebrating her 15th. Yes, her 15th. Yep. So hers is her 15th, her 15th. anniversary. Crazy. There's so many. Scandal, I didn't realize, was their 10th. So it's a big year. And Nami's, it was her 25th. Crazy. That was technically last year, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's just thinking about it and how long a lot of these artists have been around. But, yeah, with that, let's move on to our next piece of news. Six-member idol group Bish announced that they will be having a new single called Stereo Future, which will be released on December the 5th. And you know what? Let's go into in- um, Indie Corner right now, because... There wasn't that much news to be talking about anyway. So let's go into this week's Indie Corner. And it was Namida Ai, or Ai Namida. And she is a singer and songwriter that launched her career back in 2014 while she was in the bright young age of middle school. And it makes me feel old when I hear 2014 and middle school there. She originally launched her career from doing cover songs. And while in high school, she launched her first new song called Uso Tohana. And it became Tower Records' number one indie song six weeks in a row. So that's a big accomplishment right there. Especially with Tower Records, because they, they always keep a nice steady change of what their indie corner tastes or indie tastes are. So for her to be on that list several weeks in a row that's that's a big accomplishment and her latest song uh yumeide zukiyushi shows off her very simplistic singing style i love this song 
yeah the song is really great actually so if you guys want to hear it she has a very simplistic singing style but just her voice and the melody that she carries throughout the song is so good so so good yeah i agree i really really liked it i like i actually more than liked it i loved it and hearing that song actually made me want to listen to more of her music because it is a gorgeous song and i really love her vocals it's very this song was super relaxing and it had a beautiful melody and you get to see her play the guitar in it as well so it's an amazing song, and I highly recommend you guys checking it out as well. Especially if you're fans of singers like Miwa or Ayaka. Um, Namida Ai has a very soothing, relaxing voice, and you really want to listen to more after you hear this. You know who immediately I thought of when I when I just found her? I thought of Yui. I, you know, I can see that too, yeah. I can easily see that. So, I mean, she, cause, cause she has such a very simple style and choreograph and melody when they're writing their songs. It's, it's really nice, and I really like it, actually, because of that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I really liked it, is because of the simplicity with it, too. And it was just absolutely gorgeous. But if you guys want to, go to our site. We'll have it up by then. I've been slacking on the... On the website there, but go to our website, check out her website, which is really good, and check out her song, Yumezuki Utsushi, which is on our site also. But yeah, with that, let's continue on to the Oricon. And the Oricon is always so very interesting, mostly because. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It was an interesting week, and I this week was actually fun. Well, I mean, most weeks are fun, but there's some interesting songs on here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very, very, very. And it's funny, because when we get to the sales, I'll, I'll note it when we get to the sales, but the sales numbers for this week was really good. I was very surprised about that. Mm-hmm. Me too. But yeah, first off, let's start off with the Idol Master Theater Boost 2. What'd you think about this? <laughs> I actually liked it a lot. So I'm starting to like Idolmaster, and I know I used to kind of knock on it a little bit, but I'm really starting to like it, and I really like the song as well. I think all the vocals went so good together and the harmonies. So yeah, I was a sucker for this. Yeah, this song was really good too. And, you know, following Bang Dream for so long and getting used to all this, like, say you idol stuff it's it's still new fairly new to me but i really like it honestly yeah this this one was really good yeah it was really good it was very very good but yeah it sold a wonderful eleven thousand six hundred and ninety one copies and going on up to number nine it is once again boku date naichao yo by nmb 48 not much what we can say about this that we said last week. It's still a really, really good song. I recommend you guys to watch the PV, the music video for this song. It mm. is an amazing song. And I will say, wow, it sold not that much more than number 10. Yeah, very much. Like, it only sold, like, what, 200 more, I want to say? Yeah, about 200 more. But yeah, it sold a lovely 11,848 copies. And going on up to number eight, it is Symphony by Lucy Twinkle Wink. 
Well, this was interesting. If you like cat girls dancing to anime music, <laughs> that's. I mean, it really reminded me of Nekopatapata, which was one of the options when you watch this video as a recommendation. So it kind of shows. It, it, it reminded me of a maid cafe. You know why? <laughs> this is for the OVA of Nekopatapata. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I did not realize that. Um, I, I heard they're releasing Nekopatapata as an OVA because there's a Kickstarter for it. I did not realize this was the theme for it. That's why that was a recommendation. Oh, boy. And that's why it's on the list, because a lot of people like Nickel Pata Pata. Yeah, it's the, it's the main theme for the OVA. <laughs> I probably should read that before I comment about it. It reminds me of that. Well, it is that. <laughs> I was like, huh, I'm pretty sure it, it, it's, it, it sounds like Nickel, what Nickel Pata Pata would put in their song. And then obviously yeah, it was. <laughs> and then I saw the recommendation, and so I mean, this was interesting, but it was super, super anime. It, I, I really don't know what to think of this. It just let's just say it's Nekopatapata. <laughs> but yeah, everyone loved it with a lovely fourteen thousand three hundred and thirty thirty copies there. So I mean, it sold fairly well. And go. Oh, it did. It go Neko Pata Pata. <laughs> and going on up to number seven, it is Fake Divine by Hyde. This is very rare because this is just Hyde by himself. It's not Larkin Seal, it's not Vamps, it's just Hyde by himself. And I really, really like this a lot, but I also really, really like Hyde. And I, I, I mean, I really love the song. This song was a very good song. It's very, very Visual K, rockish. So if you really like Hyde's style, you'll definitely love this song. If you are a newer person to this kind of style, you might feel that it's very dreary, especially in the intro of the song. Mm -hmm. But once you kind of get past that and you get into the rockish part of the song, it's a really good song. I agree. Like I, I like this kind of style, and we this is something we don't really see on Oricon very often, I feel like. Yeah. So in a way, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air for this week because it definitely stands out compared to all the other songs on here. Not that there, there's a lot that stand out too, but I feel like this one just really stood out for how dark and dark and dreary it was and the rock, really rock feel to it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, continuing on, it sold a wonderful 16,502 copies. With number six, I'm here in Blue Star by Color Creation. And I really, really love this song. I'm with you. This was my number two for this week. I love this song so much. I mean, their vocals were amazing. I, I, I love both, the, both A-sides for it. And usually I'll like one and not the other for some of the A-sides when people release them, but this was amazing. Their harmonies were great. The music videos were really good. I've been looking forward to more stuff from Color Creation. Yeah, and this isn't the first time we've talked about them. Their, their debut, major debut song was, it was really, really good too. And I would really like that song also because it was a mix of pop R&B-ish. So... Uh, I believe it was called uh, Canvas. It was called Canvas. That was it. And I really, really liked it. So, 
if you guys are able to go find the music video for this song it is available on youtube i highly recommend it it's such an amazing song Yep, and both songs, I'm Here and Blue Star, both have music videos for them and are kind of continuous, so I would watch both of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If number one wasn't number one, then this probably would have sold a little bit more, and this would have been my number one song. I agree with you. But we'll talk more about that when we get to it. I Am Here and Blue Star sold a wonderful 18,600 copies. And going on up to number 5, it is Never Surrender by Nana Mizuki. And she's been on a roll lately. She has. This one slipped under my radar because I remember the last single that came out. And it came out, I felt like, a month ago. And seeing another single release this soon, I was kind of surprised. So this one missed me somehow. And I'm disappointed because I love that this song's really good, just like the last one. And I love her. Oh, yeah. It was really, really good. You guys, this the music video is also available on YouTube. Yes. Um, and it, it does have an, a little bit of an anime feel because most of you who don't, if you don't know who Nana Mizuki is, Mizuki Nana is, she, she does a lot of anime theme songs from, she did Blood Sea, she did Basilisk, um, she's done a lot of big name ones. I, she's a voice actor, song with a singer. She has amazing vocals, though. And this song does not disappoint. I am really tempted to pick this one up as well. A physical copy. Because I really like this, but I'm waiting for her to release another album because I have a feeling one's coming again in December or January. With how, how she's releasing, I can see another album coming pretty quickly. Yeah, probably around February. My bet is around February. Because when, when did her last... Her best of come out. I want to say... January. January? It was January. Yep. It was January. I bought it. (laughs) I buy all her her album releases I buy. And her Blu-ray concerts I buy. She's a guilty pleasure of mine. Or not really a guilty pleasure. She's an artist I love to support. She gets a lot of my money. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Never Surrender sold a wonderful 33,072 copies. And going on up to Everything Will Be Alright by Last Idol, or technically it's their subgroup, La Lucy. And this this was a really good song. I really like this song. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vary a little bit. I still don't know what I think of this song yet. I liked how it, I like how it started because I liked one of the girls' vocals. And then it yeah. went into this techno-y style, and that's when I'm just like, whoa, what are they doing? It's... I don't know how, how I felt about the verses, but I like the chorus, so I was back and forth on the song. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting how is doing Last Idol. So if you guys don't know, Last Idol is Akimoto, the guy that made Nogizaka 46, AKB 48, Kiyakizaka, pretty much the entire 48 and 46 family. He uses last idol as it's kind of like what produce is produce 101 which is that korean idol show Mm -hmm. so it's pretty much like american idol in that way where okay that makes sense where girls audition but for idol groups yes specifically and once you are a part of last idol you're pretty much competing to become 
the center on the song or to take even part of the song because i believe you're in groups and from the groups you try to do your best to mm, pretty much show face so to speak that makes sense i kind of want to watch this show now and it's it's really good and you're right there is one there's one or two girls one of them it has such an amazing vocals and I believe it was the center for this song. I think it was too, because she had, there was one girl who just blew me out of the water vocal-wise. And I was just like, wow, I would like to see her separated from the beat of this song. Just because I feel like it didn't quite fit her vocals. Yeah, and it's, it's so weird because, so like, Last Idol, right now, they're in that growing pain stage. Because they don't know what type of idol group they want to be. Because Akimoto's just kind of doing whatever with this this type of project and it could either be really really good or it could be really really bad or it's a mixture of both you could have really traditional idol stuff or you could have this weird mixture which what this song was it was a weird mixture of classic Mm -hmm. akimoto style and what is kind of new so to speak but I just I don't I don't know. I mean, it's a good song. I really like the song, but the vocals is what made it. That that person who did the center for this song, I have to look that up later. But and I agree with that. The vocals were what really got me into it. It was just it didn't feel like it, you know, went with the music. So that's where I'm just varying in my you know, my opinion a little bit on that matter. Just being a little bit of devil's advocate here. Yeah, I, yeah, that's fine. I mean, there there are other songs is like um it's very 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 weird because this this season for Last Idol, they they're pretty much doing the whole American Idol thing into groups. And this is the one that won, so to speak. And I would like to see more of the Last Idol stuff now cuz this got me really interested in checking them out. Yeah, it's funny because Kimi Hachu uh, their last idols as a group that was their latest single and it was weird because that was a very traditional akimoto written idol song where it was trying to be cutesy as much as it can and it it was good i really liked it uh, because i'm i'm a sucker towards akimoto's traditional style when he kind of does the traditional idol stuff with his type of writing and composure it's really good that doesn't mean that i'll just keep at it with the same old thing this new stuff that he's trying with this group like everything all right will be all right it's a mixture of both and i kind of want to see more of it just to be like "Mm, i want to see if that will actually jive with his style more so to speak and i would like to actually see a little bit more too um just to see where they're gonna go with it because if if akimoto treats last idol as the more experimental out of his idol collection so to speak then that's fine because keaki zaka and nogizaka are more mostly dance intensive while akb is just the new age stuff but akb now isn't the new age stuff like if you looked at um no ways man i i really like the song but the dancing stuff wasn't good <laughs> i was i watched that music video again it was just a wreck but yeah, everything will be alright, so they wonderful 34,844 copies. And moving on to number 3, it is Defiance by Jae Jong, I believe that's how you say it? I think it's, yeah, Jae Jong. Jae Jong? Yes. 
And this is his second Japanese single. And yes. Wh- I, you are a much more bigger fan of it than I was, Luna. So I really like Defiance. I like the rock feel to it. I felt like it gave a variety from his first single. I think his first single is Lavender, if I'm correct. Um, but I really like the feel of this song because it had a really good rock, rock pop feel. Um, and I thought it went really well with his vocals. And he was one I said I actually wanted to see more with him anyway last time. And so far, I'm actually liking what I'm hearing. And I can't remember if he was with a K-pop group. For some reason, I'm just drawing a blank. But I'm, I really, really like this song. And I definitely recommend some people checking him out. So his first single was actually Sign Slash Your Love. Lavender was actually one of his Korean things that I was listening to. So ignore that one, but I remember what song, and I like both song. the other songs before he had Sign in Your Love were a lot more, I felt like, milder, relaxing, while Defiance is more rock, and of course I should know him because he's from DBSK, aka Toho Shinki. I think I mentioned this last time, and for some reason I just drew a blank, but, and I was, I will say this, I was never a huge, huge fan of Toho Shinki, but I loved their Korean stuff, so I love them as DBSK, more as, you know, Toho Shinkies. So hearing him go solo, I'm actually really happy, because I think his solo stuff is doing very, very well, and I'm receiving it a lot better than I did when he was in Toho Shinki, like their Japanese stuff. I like the style that he's kind of going with. I feel like he's being a little experimental. Yeah, and you know, the experimental stuff is really good, and I'm really, really happy about that. So I'm I'm actually looking forward to seeing a lot more from him, you know, in the future, just because I I'm really liking what I'm hearing, and I think he has you know decent vocals, but I hope he kind of keeps with that rock style, just because it seems to fit very very well, and Defiance really showed that, at least for me it did. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know I can't mention more about about him because he. It's interesting that he brings that that rock style from K-pop because we don't really listen to that or hear that all too much. No, I mean, there are some K-rock groups, but I feel like there aren't nearly as many as J-pop, and K-rock isn't a big thing at all. So hearing this kind of rock style with him seems to suit him very, very well. And yeah, it's not full-out rock, but it has, like, the pop rock to it and I, I just really really enjoyed it yeah it was it was really good but yeah with that it sold a wonderful 106,308 copies and you heard correct it's number three and it hit 100,000 I think this is the first or second time that we've come across a week where we had three singles hitting over 100,000 yeah and I'm actually not surprised he did just because Japan's love DB Toho Shinki and Korea loves DBSK and there's they have so many fans over the world so I bet a lot of international contributors helped to this too you know along with Japanese oh yeah and same with the next two ones which we'll talk about you know this was a 
big week of oh, yeah. Oricon. It was a very, very big week. And I can't wait to see what next week holds. Because there are a couple groups that I'm like, I wonder how this single sold. I'm really hoping that one single will make it. But we'll talk more about it when the Oricon happens for next week. But yeah, let's continue on to number two. And it's Furi Ginza and Judy... Jiu na kuni dakara by Morning Musume 2018, and this, you, you talk about idol groups that pretty much stay stagnant, and unfortunately Morning Musume does that. This feels like a song that I've listened to in the early to mid aughts from the same group, no less. Yeah, and I don't know how I felt about this. I just didn't care for this one as much. But I was always picky on my Morning Musume anyway. And I mean, you know, Morning Musume is a very, very big pillar. It was it was the group that made idol groups relevant again, that and AKB. But Morning Musume was the first introduction of that throughout the early, late late 90s to early to mid aughts. So, you know, there mm-hmm. there is something to have that. But the fact that they couldn't grow traditionally in their style it's troubling it's really troubling mm-hmm. and i agree because i i did like you know when gotomaki and matsuda aya or Nernos were my two favorite members from back in the day but i feel like yeah this didn't grow it did the same type of music and style as they used back then and i just feel like it not only was it stagnant i feel it I'm trying to describe it as, like, maybe it's the girls, it just doesn't do it for me, because, like, the girls that I remember weren't in it, so it's the same type of music, but without my favorite girls. And that's what I feel pretty weird about, because it's it's pretty much stagnant, so I don't know how to feel about this song. I mean, it sold very well, it sold over 100,000, and that's really good, that's really good, that's actually really good, but that's because of the uh, fan base that it accumulated over the years. Yeah, I, I, I really didn't care for the song, if you want the truth, I just, it wasn't my... Oh, no. I just didn't care for it, it was something that wasn't memorable to me. To, to be honest, I t- to be honest, it's, it's, by the, it's by the numbers. Yeah. And that's not a knock towards Morning Musume. It's it's really good because Morning Musume style is still really popular. But the fact is that it's the same style. Mm-hmm. They haven't changed their style. Or when they tried to experiment, even though it failed, they or was successful or failed or not, they came back to the old style. But, but anyway, it, it sold a wonderful 110,973 copies. And going on up to number one, it is Kimi no Uta by Arashi. And by God, this song, it is so good. This took my number one. This took my number one, too. Well, it, it's because it's my boys. It's my Arashi boys. I, I can't help that. I just really loved this song, actually. I mean, I really, really loved this song. I thought it was amazing. And, you know, the, the their latest song, the, the Summer Storms, it wasn't it wasn't too bad, but this song kicks that song's butt. It beat it. I was gonna say, like, I like Summer Storm, but this blew it out of the water by ten. It blew it out of the water by ten. Not only in sa- in in numbers wise, but in sales wise too. I think it it did very well. 
think it beat that too because I don't think it sold that much. I I think it sold three hundred thousand, but not as well as it did for this. Mm-hmm. If you guys are able to go listen to the song, go buy the song, go try and watch a music station copy of it or a live performance of it. It is a really good song. Mm-hmm. There are several live performances, and that's what I did. Is I watched a ton of the live performances, and they are great. And their dance moves are always on point. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, with that, I mean, this 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 week was very good. It it sold a very very bombastic three hundred seventy two thousand and six hundred ninety nine copies. The top three alone five hundred thousand. Yep, this is. I feel like this was the biggest week we've had on singles in a long time. Or at least like this, like three in a row like this. Oh yeah, and you know, let's let's check the uh, the poor souls that decided to to sell a album this week. So, what's, you have Monster X. Number one, ah, ooh. Well, you can tell by my reaction. I saw who the top you know artist was, which is not surprising, knowing the group. But then I saw the sales, and it went from odd. Oh. So it was Kishi Mishi, who is the group, and they're very, very well known. I mean, they only sold 40000 for the number one album. Yeah. And then it drops from there, and you can see it drops pretty significantly. And, you know, it's it's weird because t- Takahashi Yu, we would really like Takahashi Yu, and that only sold 25,000 copies. Mm-hmm. The number five, I believe, beat this. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm kind of surprised that Califina's best album did not do more than it did. Yeah. But it was also the edition that I wanted was super expensive. It was like $90, so I passed on it. And I wonder if a lot of people did too, especially if you already have all their stuff. But I feel like it's a good farewell. But, I mean, that only sold not even 10,000 copies. And you look at how many the album sold... Idol Master sold more than Calafina, number six in the album. Oh, jeez. So that's kind of crazy. That is. Let's let's go peer over to the dailies real fast. Kind of want to see what what's a good judge here of what we're gonna be talking about uh, next week. So. Oh, I, I know one. Flamingo. Flamingo is probably gonna take number one. Oh yeah, and both those songs, Flamingo and Teenage Riot, are amazing. I love both of them. Lemon actually came back up to popularity because of that. Not surprising. Um. And you know, Arashi's probably still gonna make it. Arashi will probably be lower on that list, but it'll still probably be on the list. I would be surprised if it doesn't. But Generation from XL Tribe, that will probably be mid tier. But yeah, with that, you know. I know this week was a short week. We were really, really wanting our our special guests to come on because we really love our guests here. The the only guests that we actually call on are our affiliate kill. But you know, he uh he does his Twitch stream stuff and that's important for him, so mm-hmm. But yeah, let's talk about where you can find us. You can find us at the very amount of social media stuff that we have we have twitter instagram at ongaku to you you can let us know how we're doing on the podcast with ongaku to you at gmail.com come visit the site ongaku to you.com i've been fairly fairly busy so i haven't been able to upload much things i'm quite sorry about that but 
And I'm going to apologize, too. I had about three articles that I wanted to get done this week, and that didn't happen either. And that's fine. It's fine. You, you, you had very important life things that you needed to have done, so I understand completely. But, yeah, you can also check out our affiliates, Koryu Hunter. He is a Japanese Twitch streamer, very, very known for the horror, horror stuff now. I believe he's going through Resident Evil 3 nemesis so if you guys want to check that out go check him out at twitch.tv slash koryuhunter k-y-o-r-y-u-h-u-n-t-e-r and also check out our other affiliate timber taff he is a streamer in his own right and he's also a singer in his own right with a cover of devil man cry devil man cry baby's opening theme song in english full music video it's very very interesting go check him out and if you want to hear me talk about games i horribly hosted this week's or this past week's episode of potosaurus so if you want to see me all clammed up that's always a good thing go check that episode out and you can also check out our twitch streams if i ever get back on it at twitch.tv slash ongaku to you same as the podcast you can follow me personally at otyken1 and you can follow Gray on the pot, uh, on Twitter at Ongaku Gray. But yeah, I want to thank you guys very much to listening to this week's episode of Ongaku to You. I'm your host Ken, signing off and saying have a great day. Aloha. Thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode. I ha- I hope you have a great rest of your week. This is Luna signing off.